Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Welcome citizens, it's Flobo here. Just kind of jazz, man, I'm feeling pretty great. Um, being able to sit down with Rye Guy, Ryan Nelson and gets you pick his brain about what he's working on and how he's surviving or riding the wave of 2020 into 2021. Before I get to that, just want to say thank you so much for checking out New Amsterdam Radio, the show. As always, it's been growing by leaps and bounds. New countries have checked out the show, and even though I'm confused and perplexed when the analytics come back, I'm greatly appreciated. Tell a friend about the show. Learn more about the other shows that I host over at NewAmsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W, Amsterdam.com. And if you have an idea for a guest you'd like to hear on the show, or if you want me to do a solo episode about something that it's been troubling you or on your mind as a creative, let me know. Hit me up on social media, at New Amsterdam on Instagram, and at New underscore Amsterdam on Twitter. So without further ado... My chat with Raga. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, and I'm in the mayor's office with somebody who is just an amazing person. That's kind of boilerplate. Let's go deeper. This guy made me feel like a star, and I was getting my feet wet in the hosting game, especially with wrestling shows, and basically taught me how to merge wrestling and myself, my personality, and being entertained rolling into one. He is the host of the Mandalorian Post Show in JLJ Media. Give it up for the right guy, Ryan Nelson. How you doing, sir? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's right. I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you for that lovely intro. That was so sweet of you. Hey, man, I don't. I have parting gifts for my guests, so all I get is our intros. That's the only time I get to share. Well, though, you and I, we we saw each other, I think, like five times a week for a year and a yeah. half. Yeah. And then just like that, it was uh, boom, a whole yeah. lot of space. And I think that's how it was for the majority of the planet. Right, with, right. With people they worked with, which is it's nuts. This whole thing had a stop and go, but you're right. Like, what's funny about you, like me, um, filmmakers, right? I mean, I, I, guess I have I have a degree in that, right? I don't know if I'm a filmmaker anymore, but I have a degree in that. There is a balance of being what they call hungry, being able to be attainable, being willing to work, being work is hard, but then also being personable and treating people like human beings and compassion. And I think you hit that, like the, the mid part of that pretty awesome. So I think you and I gravitated pretty quickly because you were about to hustle, but you weren't a jerk about it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I, that's yeah. that's really kind of you to say. I know it's like hard, <laughs> it's hard for everyone to say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard for anyone to accept a compliment, but that I really appreciate that because that is something that I think like I was taught uh, all growing up and and also just any internship or job i had i always like those were the people that that made me feel that way that i always like wanted to aspire to because like even if it was work i didn't like like non-entertainment work you know like being a server at at, like a movie theater or working at a grocery store like the people who would go out of their way to like just be you know make something fun or like a little light and kind of just make any time more enjoyable i always love but yeah i you know we we met each other at after Buzz TV, which was like my former full-time job, um, producer there, Marie Menounos' company, and I was yeah. senior producer of uh, Popcorn Talk Network. And Popcorn like you just said, we're both film 
film major grads. I went to Temple University in Philadelphia. He went to a real school. <laughs> dude, you went to a pretty big school. I mean, ah. yours, yours is the one I wanted to go to, and I just couldn't. I wasn't brave enough to uh, to travel across the country yet. Uh, I always ask my guests this uh, here and there. If you're at a party and someone says, what do you do? Now, you have a lot of slashes. I just want to know what you would tell someone. I'm going to see what you prioritize first, which ones you add. What do you do, Rhinos? Oh my gosh. And this is like the question that I feel like everyone oh, dreads yep. because either because you either have something like boom, immediate to say, or yeah. if you're in this like in between job period, you're always like, uh a bunch of stuff. Right. I, so if you ask me that at a party right now, I'd be like, I am a uh, production coordinator for uh, both movies and TV shows. And I would yeah. say I've, I've had a lot of experience on talk show now with talk show networks and working on talk shows but i'm a filmmaker and i want to be and i'm, I'm an i'm a coordinator for hire right now so yeah, that's what that's i was smooth man i i it's was a loaded <laughs> it's low but you know what i when i first got to la or my by la i mean after i graduated grad school and i moved up to la which cool. is about 40 miles apart i had this this thing for slashes i was like oh i i, I write and i do this i do that do that and do that and i got to the point where myself i say I, i'm a polymath or a renaissance person but like mm. when people introduce me, I'm like, oh yeah, I do that too. Ooh, that's awkward. Okay, that <laughs> Right. But okay. So you I also seen you recently uh on, on the Schmodown look like SCN network. Uh That's right. Do doing the thing. I mean, I, it's kind of interesting and surreal to see someone you worked with in the flesh in this virtual box going, I know that guy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, I so that's what the Schmoes know who are now SEN, Schmodown Entertainment Network, movie trivia uh, network on YouTube. They've been around for a couple of years now. It was pretty surreal. Like I, when I was in high school, I was a fan of this, this YouTube channel, The Schmoes Know, which were these two guys that review movies. And now everyone has a channel that reviews movies. But back then it was only a few channels and they were one of the first. And I was obsessed with them. Like I fell in love with movies in high school. And I had I just needed an outlet to share that that fandom and love because like right. no none of my friends loved movies like I did. So I found them. I had to listen to them all through high school, all through college, and it was just like when COVID started that I kind of dropped off. I kind of stopped listening to them. Right. And but they were half the reason I even became aware of AfterBuzz TV because they recorded out of there for a while. I've been keeping track of what they've been doing along the way. And then once you once you know it, I uh, after COVID got furloughed AfterBuzz. I moved home just because mm -hmm. LA is very expensive. And they, I, Roxy Stryer, who's a mutual connection between them and where I worked, called me up and said, hey, there's a job opening with the Schmoes at SEN. I put your name in and I felt just this massive feeling of gratitude and yeah. gratefulness for that. So yeah, I've been producing their their daily talk show, SEN Live, uh, five days a week from 11 or 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Pacific Standard Time um, since the end of November. And it's been great. Dream come true in many ways. Are they still based out of Los Angeles or are they moved as well? So they're still based off Los Angeles. They Their show, they've had many iterations of their podcast for a while. It was just the Schmoes No Show. Once yeah. a week, two hours. Then it kind of turned into a bunch of other shows at Collider. And then after they kind of parted ways with Collider and they moved doing their own thing. And it's been a daily thing. And it used to be in studio in LA, but when COVID hit, they had to go all remote. So it's just one similar to like what we're doing right now over StreamYard, over Zoom, but they yeah. keep that show going and the fan base has been, man, they have a loyal fan base. It's really cool. 
So what are you looking to do, man? Like, I know you're on this road now. You're getting that the brand back up, the confidence back up as a creator, producer. But, I mean, what would be the next step? What would be the next dream job if there is another one? Oh, my gosh. Dream job right now is to work for Lucasfilm. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, look, you got the Star Wars poster right here. I yeah. am, like, the biggest Star Wars fan. Star Wars, I I love Star Wars. That's something. I, and I should even say it after Buzz and Popcorn Talk, I did a Star Wars show. I wrote great. Star Wars articles. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, like, anime shows everything i love love star wars i think it, we're in the golden age it, it's a fandom that's very divisive and there's a lot of uh gross parts of the fandom but i'm like i'm loving it all and i i do think in a few years we're gonna look back and be like wow yeah. 2020 to 2022 whatever that was the golden age like we were getting everything and so that'd be my absolute dream and i have i think i'm even allowed to say this i've been fortunate enough to uh, like meet a bunch of people who work there and I've interviewed for a few things, which has been, that's been surreal. Like I, yeah, a dream job interview. Didn't think I was going to get it, but, yeah. um, just the fact that I could interview, I was like, Holy cow, this is, this is amazing. Like I, so that, that's been a, a massive confidence boost, but my, my dream would be to work for Lucasfilm right now. Like that, uh, any that capacity be, or just like a specific, you know, I, I feel like it's, you're not supposed to say. Oh, fair enough, fair, right? enough, fair enough. But I, but low key, yeah. In any okay. capacity, I would totally work for Lucasfilm. I, um, I really love the producerial side of post production, though. Like that's something I would have I've even. I think we've talked about mm -hmm. like for editors. I feel like movies, TV, are it's made in the editing room. A story could have as many drafts for screenplay, even when you're on set, but it could become a totally different thing in the editing room. So that's yeah. where I want to go. That's where I burnt out. I was an editing major in, in, in film school. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Fix we'll it in fix pre. It in post. Oh, <laughs> no, no, reshoots make things look weird color matching wise. Uh <laughs> so if anyone knows anyone at Lucasfilm and even any listeners, please tweet yeah. at Ryan Nilsson and like let me know. You know what? No. This is what New Amsterdam was about. Like the idea was a community of people. So I try to get everyone from all over the world. If I say, Hey, look, I used to date this girl that used to work at Lucasfilm, she's looking for people, then whatever. <gasps> Yeah, we'll hit you up on social media afterward. Uh, no. So at your time of Popcorn Talk, and I was gushing about this before we went live, we actually did an episode of Anatomy of a Movie where right. we broke down Sonic the Hedgehog, which was my Valentine's Day date. And as of now, the last movie I saw in a theater, um, you were also <laughs> the senior producer of the network, meaning, I guess, the sub-network head, if that may be. Like, how did you go between being on-camera talent, producing work, and being a senior producer of Popcorn Talk? Holy cow. Yeah. So first off, it was such an amazing experience. Uh, I, like I said, I mentioned earlier as the schmoes, I was a huge fan of them. Movie talk network. I listen to movie podcasts all the time. So I was already familiar with popcorn talk because a lot of them had done shows of popcorn talk in years past. Um, so when I got the job at after buzz, I was like, guys, the movie, Network like popcorn talk. Like, this is the thing that I'm like all about. I listen to these all the time. I have a lot of expertise with it. Film major, yada yada yada. So they, Kevin Undergar and Maria Menounos, were very kind enough to kind of give me the reins, and um, and that's what they hired me for. They were like, we we're going to hire you to oversee this network, and like we want to see this happen, this happen, and like this grow. So just having like that freedom to you know bring back certain shows that might have been gone. Uh, fiddle around with the formats of some shows and on a movie level I thought it was great and so it, it was a lot of work though like I and I, I feel like you know some people might not frame this in like a positive light but I definitely would it, it was an insane amount of work but that's kind of what you need to expect right out of college 
And I, I think the experience I got there is not comparable to anything. Like yeah. it's priceless. It's, it's, uh, I got experience do, like, running a network, giving hosts lessons, being a host. And I, I, that's another thing is like, you got to lead by example, which is something that Kevin and Maria, I think did very well. Um, you know, with Maria being a host and then training her staff to like, if you're going to give notes, at least you got to have some experience, you know, in front of the camera too. I, it's almost like, you know, a lot of NFL coaches like used to be players because they have that firsthand right. experience. Um, uh, but like, yeah, it's, I frankly, like I, I, even as like an actor, I was a theater minor. I always love to get notes. And if, if anyone was like, no, it's fine. Then it's not going to get any better. Uh, which is how a lot, if you ask any host, probably get after buzz. That's probably how they said, you said that a few times when you're like, where are the notes? Just give me something. Yeah, 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 I did. Anything to work on. So, it's cool. yeah, I mean, it, dude, it, it was a ton of work though. Like I, it was six days a week. We're talking like 10, 12 hour days. Um, you know, very, you're like a lot of living with people you work with. And so, yeah, like it, it's as much of a like physical struggle as it was mental to juggle it all. But again, like right out of college, that's like, that's the exact experience experience I kind of wanted. Um, so I, I loved it and I was really grateful to have it and learned a ton. You know, does that answer of, your question? <laughs> it, it does. It does. Okay. It, it leads to my second question. Uh, you know, a lot of us out there have, have picked up their offerings with everything slowing down. I would say, I always say this on my show, but you know, I had one vlog and I did this podcast on my phone talking to my phone in a hushed room because I was embarrassed of it, but it's grown into this show and, and seven other digital networks and shows. So I want to like one of your, uh, your experience, because a lot of these content creators have to be their own talent. They have right. to be their own producer, their own social media manager, their own talent booker. Like any tips for someone starting in their journey? Oh my gosh. Give Such up. A... No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. No. Well, I mean, okay. So I might, I think there's a few things. Uh, like when I was growing up, still growing up, when I was growing up watching all these fun YouTube movie talk shows, I wanted to do it. And the best advice that a lot of these creators, whenever I would tweet at them or a comment, like, how do you do this? Like, how do I get my channel started? Was they're like, just like, try it and don't be afraid of failing. So like I made a YouTube channel, I reviewed movies and like, I'm a 15 16 year old kid i got like pimples i'm just talking about them and like some got no views some got a lot of views yeah. but, like i learned a lot doing it and and it, that was like my own creative Can I just jump in here and say it trips me out that twitter and youtube around when you were a kid because <laughs> i know isn't that nuts i'm old continue <laughs> but the thing that i would say so like, i knew pretty quickly like oh you know i don't know if i want to after I did it a bunch, I kind of learned, okay, I like talking about movies with people. I don't really like reviewing them by myself. Uh, and that's why I got really, really into podcasts. But when it comes to like film and filmmaking, that was advice that like my favorite filmmaker right now gave me. His name's Jim Cummings. He's this indie filmmaker. He works at this company, Vanishing Angle, and he made a short called Thunder Road that I'm obsessed with. It's actually off of the Bruce Springsteen song, but it has his own little twist. It's such a good film. And I, I remember seeing it at the Philadelphia Film Festival, and I was just shook. I was Because it was something that I felt like I could have made. And I found out like afterwards the budget was like only $180,000, which that sounds like a lot, but for an indie, that's like very cheap yeah. um he did a short that for just like twelve thousand dollars that got into sundance and i was like oh my god like this is stuff that i wish i was shown in film school 
is it's like you could feasibly do this. Like this mm -hmm. is sort of what you should be aiming to do right now. And just and I, I had the pleasure to meet him in LA, help out on his like latest feature in LA, and I got to talk to him for like twenty minutes. Yeah. And he said something that I'll never forget. This kind of like the overall answer to your question. Yeah. He was like, just do it. Don't don't care about the quality because like that will always come. Do like a little bit of research for the quality, but first and foremost, it's like just that you're doing it because you're already that much at a better chance than others. And that's something I've struggled with this past past two weeks. Like this is like breaking news, Ryan. What is he doing? Yeah. There's a short I got inspired like two weeks ago yeah. to do a short doc documentary, which I haven't been inspired to make something like movie wise in a few years now, but two weeks ago, I was like, I need to make this. So I ordered like a little lav mic that you could plug into a phone on Amazon. So if I'm interviewing someone, it's just a cheap thing that it will work. But like, I didn't want to like stress out about like this being like this multi, you know, thousand dollar thing. Like I'm going to do it for dirt cheap just because I want to do it. Yeah. So I think it's just like, after you know you can do it, it becomes then the quality comes later. Is it sense. done? Is it able uh, to be seen? Yeah, I'm, I'm having my, I'm having a creative meeting tonight. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, like, maybe next time we talk, I'll be like, "Yeah, I decided not to pursue it," but like, <laughs> I'm trying. So, right. you know, that's something. Um, yeah, but I think what you were just saying, like, just try, try, just try it, and then you'll learn. It's like trial and error, and that sounds yeah. so simple, but I feel like that's it's the simple stuff that we all commonly forget. No, I think a lot of us uh, creatives we have this because we've tried things creatively and we've. We're old to remember the bad feedback. Like, for example, when I was a kid, I couldn't draw, and my first art teacher was not encouraging, not blaming her specifically, but because of that, I never continued drawing, so I didn't get any better. You know what I'm saying? You only get better yeah. to do it. And so a lot the of teachers. us... Yeah, teachers are very important, y'all. They just get paid more. But it's very important, though, to, to look at that and go, why is it every time I want to try something new, I spend so much time researching, Wondering, researching like, and not doing it yeah so it's going okay for it. yeah and you got to meet your, your your favorite filmmaker that's pretty awesome <laughs> like, oh my god dude jim yeah, cummings cool. yeah, it's not winnie the pooh because i think that guy's also named jim cummings yeah dark green duck the original Dark. Green right duck. right yeah he no this is uh he's just like a few years older than me um he went to emerson and he oh, i just nice. love his shorts so like his whole thing not to go on a whole jim cummings tangent but his whole thing was he would write shorts specifically that were like just things he could do very quickly because he knew if he got in his head about it um or at least this is how he phrased it at the time when he was younger he's like if i got my head about it if it was like becoming a big ask for people to help out just more roadblocks for it not to happen so he would write something that he could do in one shot he loves filming things with like one takes because yeah. innately that's interesting to look at and then it's like oh they pulled it off they didn't cut so he that's what a lot of his short films were because he could finish it in a day it would be a lot of stress for that one day sure. but like you finished it in a day and then spent all the other time like yeah, you know in post and everything like that so yeah now he's at a that's not any of his films anymore but like it's a it's quick it's affordable and i thought that was so smart like wow yeah that's a, it's a little it's sort of a gimmick but not really it's a creative yeah. uh it's like a creative barrier you're painting for yourself. And sometimes those aren't barriers. Sometimes those are things that like kind of leap it forward. Uh, we're, we're still in the, the top half of the year. I mean, do you have any resolutions slash goals slash things you want to handle in 2021? I want to make a short. Do it. Which is like my resolution every year. Um, yeah, get another full-time job. 
uh, in entertainment, and the uh, the the fourth. Okay, so I have four, I have four. So it's super short. Full time job in entertainment. Um, the third one. This one seems so petty, but like <laughs> I never really cooked much. I would always buy my food, order it, get it pre-made. And if I did cook, it was something so simple. It was just like stir fry, boom. Yeah. But I got really into cooking this past year. Great. Like I think a lot of people did. So I want to cook like at least majority of my meals. Um, yeah. Like I, I even threw a percentage out there. I was like 80%. I want to just cook. Uh, so that that's one there. And the fourth one, I that's think. That's not petty was, at all. You're feeding yourself. I don't know. How that's you're bad. feeding yourself. But sometimes people <laughs> are like, you should be doing that anyway. And I was like, I wasn't doing that before. So sorry. <laughs> that's what it's a goal for you. That's so stupid. I know. It's a goal for me. <laughs> I think, yeah. And the fourth, I think, would just be uh, I, I mean, I, I want to. Sorry. I want to. Uh, it's more of like a mental health thing. Just like I want to make sure I'm like doing everything at my own pace and not like really stressing out because this is like an insane time. And again, like I'm in like a good frame of mind right now, but yeah. tonight I could totally not be talking like this or even listening to my own advice. Like I, I was talking to one of my friends the other day and she was like, yeah, you know, like this is insane right now. Like we're, you can't expect anyone to do anything right now. Like it's, you know, COVID, our industry is kind of like shut down um, we just graduated like a few years ago, mm. but there's all this expectation and then everything with like, you know, the vaccine, our age, like, it's just like stuff has to be on hold. And I think so the fourth resolution, long story short, yeah. is I think just being patient and being okay that like certain things you want to do aren't going to happen for a little longer than you want. It's funny that you mentioned that the, 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 the what ifs. And well, it's always good to have someone in your in your inner circle to tell you things you may not have noticed because you don't get in trouble, you don't do things without permits. But I've come to realize in my old age, in my pre-Twitter life, <laughs> that a lot of times you pitch ideas to, to people with the best intentions. They may have the idea that you give them in their head, but they don't have the inspiration or the drive. Mm. And so a lot of times what they're saying no to is just being like, Huh? I don't get it. What about this and right. that, that, that? So I think that's the X factor that you have that you can use to push this cart, car, whatever down the block. You know. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's again like I, I feel like I hear so many people talk about this daily, but I really do think like like a lot of this year, a lot of the last past six months, I've continuously like gotten a like very much in my head, like, oh my gosh, the fact that I don't have like this figured out right now is a problem. Or the fact that I don't have, you know, that figured out, the fact that I'm not getting this right now, like, oh my gosh, I'm failing in all these different areas. And I think it's just like, you got to focus on the good, obviously, but yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, whoever you can talk to, to remind you of that, uh, like I became best friends with someone I barely knew before COVID this year. And we, we just talk about Star Wars and we talk like two days a week and it turns into like a four hour phone call. And it's not a podcast. I keep telling them like, dude, record <laughs> when, we, when we call. But yeah. yeah, it's, man, like it's it's just such a crazy time. And uh, I just think we all need to be like comfortable at the pace things are going at. Yeah. And I don't think that's something that's just COVID exclusive, but right, especially right. during COVID. Yeah, oh. well, these bubbles win, but Rye Guy, 
I'm so glad that you came on the episode on the show, this episode of New Amsterdam Radio. I've been trying to get you on the show for so long. I'm glad you finally made it. But uh, if everyone is hearing the sounds of your velvety tones and they want to follow you on social media, how exactly would they do that, good sir? Oh my gosh! Thank and thank you so much for having me on. I'm sorry I couldn't come on sooner. Again, like just being totally honest, like I there was a I think all of December I was just like not on a lot of social media like you can even look at my photos posted like there's probably one in december um but i yes yeah, so that's definitely on me and i'm so sorry about that i'm happy we got baby you're back back no but um yeah you can follow me at ryan nilsen r-y-n-i-l-s-e-n on twitter and at ryan nilsen underscore on instagram just talking movies uh tweeting out everything with movie news oscar hype yeah eagles bruce springsteen it's all there Really, you're an Eagles fan? <laughs> oh yeah, I had no dude. idea. I know you're a Bruce oh, Springsteen God. fan. I, I didn't you know the hat you. right here. Champions, come on, oh. dude, Philly. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, look at this. I got. Oh my gosh, I got a foam for the audio listeners. I got a foam <laughs> Eagles hat right he here. He does have Mask. a foam Eagles hat. Sixers, <laughs> number one. Full At least right now. Dry. Full disclosure, I thought, I thought you meant the band, but then you showed me the, the football game. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, right, duh. Hotel California. Yeah, they're, they're great. Because uh, uh, I mentioned Bruce Springsteen, it all makes sense right now. Right, right. I, I'm slow. I went to public school, y'all. Uh, no, that's not for us. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.